G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. Hello everyone, it's Jen Frost here from the Reality Check Podcast. And Tim Henry from The Grass is Greener. Tim and I have come together once again and we are so excited to release our series all about kickstarting your 2022. We're diving right into a whole lot of topics taking them head on and we know that they're going to be topics to get you fired up in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. This is all about decoding these financial aspects of our lives that we really just want to get on top of and rest easy at night. So Tim, I am super excited to launch into the next episode. Let's get started. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you can connect, share and learn from other people just like you. Hello everyone and welcome back to Kickstart Your 2022. I'm Jen Frost and across the airwaves from me is Tim Henry. How are you going, Tim? I'm very good, Jen. How are you this week? I am very, very good. You and I were just saying before we clicked record that um, here we are in in March, having done a couple of months of our Kickstart Your 2022 yeah. season. It's hard to believe it. Nearly three months, Jen. Nearly three. Well, it is. It's nearly yeah. three months, which yep. which officially means that we are dangerously close to the end of the first quarter of this year. So yeah. hopefully our audience have, um, have kicked some financial goals thus far. And what's been... I've thought about this this week because um, there's been such chatting about and discussion about inflation and interest rates and all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, we were talking about this way back in Jan. Old news, (laughs) Timothy. Old news. But it is going to be here with us all year. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good thing to sort of start having a chat about it. I think 2022 is going to be... Um, a volatile year in the sense that there's there's a hell of a lot going on. You know, we know yeah. um, and our hearts absolutely go out to all of the people in the Ukraine and, and terrible conflicts that we're seeing unfold and the impact that that has had on top of the inflation risks and the mm. interest rate hikes and everything else. So financially speaking, it's, it's certainly going to be a big year, I think. Yeah, well... We may as well get the word on the table early because I think it's really important, Jen, to be deliberate. (laughs) Deliberate. Hashtag of the Kickstart Your 2022 series and perhaps just mine and Tim's New Year's resolution. Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. Well, there isn't a topic that um, I think the word deliberate really is so important to our topic today. Um, It is vital, really. Um, to have that thought process of a deliberate plan. So 
Yeah, it's, um, it, that really centres around this, doesn't it? And Tim, yeah. for our audience today, this is sort of almost like part two because last week, uh, for anyone who hasn't gone back and listened to the episode, we talked about rewiring your retirement. And I loved this episode. It, it really resonated with me because it's an area that Tim is incredibly passionate about. And Tim, I'm telling you this on air, I, I didn't tell you this before, I finished our episode and I bought my mum the Ikigai book that oh, you and I spoke right. about. And um and it was beautiful to give her that gift. It's a it's a lovely book. Um a it's beautiful a very to hold, cool beautiful book. paper. Yeah. And and mum's in that sort of beginning of retirement phase of her life. And I think it's a beautiful book with beautiful lessons. So Tim, we talked about rewiring your retirement. Today is focusing a little bit more on the kind of broad topic of aged care. Is that right? Yeah, well, we term it aged care, but I guess what what uh, I probably like to describe it as more so is really pre-thinking how you're going to um, approach the various stages of your life. Um, as as we all do, we're going to have physical and mental challenges as we get older. It's not to say that we're going to become decrepit and all that sort of thing but it's about being in front of that and having a deliberate plan in case and yeah. and and that's what today's all about really because I think when we talk about aged care uh, most people their immediate thought goes to uh, an institution and, yeah and being kicked be out of my home, home. Yeah. yes yeah exactly right and, and I think so, Tim even I perhaps haven't always been um educated about that you know I'm not going to think about aged care for my loved ones until they're at the point where they're so incapable of looking after themselves where in yeah. fact there's there's plenty more in terms of the types of care available to Australians as they're getting to a point where they need a little bit more help. Tim, can you talk to me? I, I guess I'd like to sort of think about this with um, making a blatant assumption that most of our listeners, for both themselves and their family, they'll be thinking, I want to stay at home as long as yeah. I can. I want to be independent as long as I can. What are some of the deliberate things that you think people should be doing to try and factor that into it, to try and ensure that they're getting the care they need to stay at home longer? Uh, well, I, th I think a lot of it comes back to that ment the mental approach to it um, is, and you particularly get this with someone who's a really independent person, you know, we, we do aged care advice, is the reason why they are fit and able and they're living a great life at an older, older stage in their life is they have been independent. And so they fiercely guard that independence and rightfully so. They're sort of saying, look, I've got this far. I'm not going to start trading in my independence now. But the risk you have with that of not opening the door to some support is that you're basically, it's an all or nothing bet. You're saying I'm either 100% independent or I'm going to be a hundred percent not independent, and I'm going to end up in an institution, and and I'm going to hold on for as long as I can, and hopefully that day never comes. Um, whereas there is uh, some great services that the government the government really realises two things, um, and this is just to be crystal clear with the audience: the, the government doesn't make money out of aged care um, institutions. It costs them a lot of money. Um, but it is also better for the health of people if 
if they're able to stay at home with the right support, it's also cheaper for the government for that <laughs> yeah. to happen. So everyone's invested in that. And if, if there's services available and you're able to access them, the question is why why wouldn't you? And, and it's a really interesting one because we see a lot of times where people have a real barrier to accessing them. Yeah, and I think that goes down to human reaction, doesn't yeah, it? Just it does. we're innately. I mean, I look at um, some family members of mine who will go nameless, who are re- always so reticent to ask for help, and that's not yeah. a as they get older thing. They always have been. They yeah, they, they right. want to do things on their own, and 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 people often feel like asking for help is admitting that you're not capable of doing something. Where Tim, one example that you gave me that really resonated just in you and I preparing for this chat was, you know, often it's, um, as we know, when we're getting older and our bodies aren't necessarily operating exactly the way we wanted them to, sometimes it can be the 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 uh, afflictions or the pain or whatever it might be that starts fairly mild yeah that if some of these really independent people keep pushing through then that's where we end up having something like a big fall or a big accident that can take them out of that stage so when the symptoms are mild or when um they're still fairly capable the best thing that as a family we can do to support them is making sure that they're aware that there's some of this support around them yeah that's right well, I mean, we've we've interviewed a lot of people, a couple of great guests on these topics uh, on our podcast over the time. Um, and Kyra Base now, who runs a business called Care About here in Melbourne, she, I know she would say this for certain that it, it's it a lot of the services that are offered in in homes, it, it's it's that the um, living in your home, you're you're still able to feed yourself, you're still pretty able. But it might be that you've got a frozen shoulder. You mm. can't hang the washing on the line. It might be that you've got a bit of arthritis in the hands and it's hard to uh, – the, the one that they use all the time is the, the fitted bed sheets. They haven't got the – They're tough, that, man. They're tough at that, my age. Yeah, they are tough for anyone. But especially if you've just got a bit of arthritis in the hands, you just can't quite have the strength to pull it over. So it's those types of things. And what can tend to happen – is and, and where a lot of accidents apparently do happen and we've actually experienced one in our family in the last couple of years where someone trips over a sheet or something like that like they're in the, in the act of trying to do this in a in a frustrating manner uh it gets there's a tangle or something like that and and then that can then escalate into a bigger mm-hmm. problem so but, tell me tim i, I want to know kind of some of them the details about this because I, I just kind of insinuating that if if all my mum or my grandparent or my aunt or myself, if I'm listening, if all I needed was a couple of hours help a week in my home, yeah, I mean, how do, how does one go about that? <laughs> yeah, well, that, so I guess um, just get back stepping one little bit is mm. uh, we've we've got great data on a lot of this now, and and some of the aged care data we have. Yeah, this is a big generalisation, but it talks about males and females. And if we looked at a male and female on average at the age of 65, uh, the first 10 years, roughly, you could expect on average, most people will live without disability at all. From that point on, though, from around 75, there's going to be 
in a lot of cases, some form of either disability or some issue like we just talked about. Mm, some challenge. And then yeah. later on, that's when it might escalate into more severe disability. But yeah, um, in terms of the, the services, the, and I, I, we really spend a lot of time wanting to chat to people about this because it's, it's about trying to educate people on the services that exist. Mm. And the most basic level of support that um, anyone over the age of 65 can obtain it's called the Commonwealth Home Support Program, CHSP is its acronym, and it's provided by the Australian government. It used to be more run by councils, local councils, but over the last few years it's been centralised, which is good because it's a lot more consistent. It's still in a lot of cases delivered by the council, but it's overseen and run more consistently by the government. And... That's a predetermined list of services and it's one and a half hours per fortnight. You still got to qualify um, and, and they get and get what's called an uh, aged care assessment team um, assessment. And that's really just to assess what's your issue. Do you really have um, yeah, some the need, need for, for this service? But yeah. the types of things that people can tap into just for one and a half hours per fortnight could be transport for help to go to the shops or appointments. Clean, it could be cleaning or washing or ironing. Um, the, a big one, minor home maintenance. We've tapped into this in the last few years um, for one of our family members, you know, mowing the lawn, getting the lawns mowed. Classic case, uh, uh, you know, she's a female living on her own. Yeah. Can't just, doesn't quite have the strength to rip that lawnmower on. Can can mow the lawns once it's on, but just hasn't got the strength to rip the lawnmower on. So, in this, here's the classic case of independence. I think it's great for independence because she can, now has someone that can come and do that every fortnight, mm. as opposed to having to rely on someone in the family to come around and do it. Because that becomes a nag for everyone. Yes, and and they're losing independence because oh, I have to ask someone to and, come and do it again. Whereas uh, I've just got to. A, a professional business appointment here and they're coming Absolutely. around to do it. And, and I think as well, you know, asking family members and friends comes with that double-barrelled, I don't I don't want to be an inconvenience to them, so Correct. I'm not going to ask. Yeah. And I don't want to admit that I need help, so I don't want to ask. Yes. You know, so perhaps some of the audience listening in this this um, CHSP, did I get that acronym yep. right? Yep. So bad with acronyms. <laughs> um, you know, this, this might be a massive one to keep in our minds, be deliberate about, this thought process when it comes to our family members that if we can at least make an awareness that this is available, then this yeah. could be a, a real game changer for some people. Really big. Changing light bulbs, cleaning the gutters. So in a couple situation, and you talked about it before, Jen, and you said um, that we, you, know, you might want to admit that you can't do certain things or you shouldn't do certain things. Now, um, we probably would all instinctively know that one of the biggest stats for injuries or the activities for injuries is getting up a ladder. Absolutely. doesn't matter now, what age you are. <laughs> doesn't matter what age you are. You could fall yeah. off a ladder at the age of 20. You could fall off a ladder at the age of 70. Mm. But mm. Um, I think the thing is that um, it becomes a bit more nerve-wracking the older you get and the consequences of that fall are far more drastic. Yeah, it can be great. Um, yeah. 
a 20-year-old's probably going to bounce back um, unless they hit the head or something. But, um, yeah, so having someone that c can do that those jobs for you is great for both parties because um, it just means that you can get it done, that worry's taken away, and you, in some ways you're maintaining your independence because you're just tapping into services here. It's yeah. okay. But a lot – look, part of the mental challenge is a lot of people feel like that is me – on the decline, the fact that I can no longer do that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But I think yeah. we have to turn this around again. This is a mindset thing. Again, whether this is the individual listening in yeah. or someone thinking about a family member is is helping them understand that it and accepting some assistance in the early days, yeah. in fact, has the potential to um, lengthen their period of independence. That yeah, in fact, and I'm – Exactly. How good is it to kind of kind of keep at the point where all you need is this one and a half hours to, you know, once a fortnight instead of of pushing through it and taking some risks with your body and taking some risks or, you know, that you maybe don't need to take and in turn becoming more impaired to the point where you need that next stage of care. That's right. Well, we were chatting before about that all or nothing bet. Right. Um, this is basically saying I'm going to – give away a little bit of independence here and let some of these other jobs be done for me and I'm going to protect my independence by not getting up that ladder. I'm going to yeah. protect my independence by not trying to do something that's um, giving me more pain that yeah. might actually escalate into something worse. So, Tim, just quickly before we move sort of onto the next level of care, um, with this first one that we've mentioned, uh, is it is it expensive? You know, we're, we we talk finance in this podcast series a <laughs> well, little bit, Tim. Well, actually, if you qualify, so if if you're in receipt of a say a full age pension, for example, and you qualified, you, you wouldn't pay anything, right? Right. Um, if you didn't, if you qualified. Um, at that ACAT level, the assessment level, but you weren't getting a pension. Mm. Yes, you might have to pay for these services yourself, but you could still go through that process and see what what that would be. It's not going to be it's worth doing. Super expensive. Mm. Um, yeah. It's it's a subsidised program by the government, so um, yeah. So it's going to be cheaper than it's going cheaper directly. than ringing someone out of the yellow pages. That's for sure. And also, yeah. all of the people who come and do this work are heavily regulated to ensure they're yes. know, not, not nuffies and not, and, not and dangerous people and all that sort of thing. And that's fundamentally important. Tim, I'll tell you, having Very had important. having had an, an elderly relative on the other side of the world for many years in, in varying shades of needing assistance, it's very, very stressful on the family trying yeah. to ensure that someone's um, someone that we want to trust with our parents or our relatives is, is in the house. So that's a really good one, yeah. Tim. Um, I really wanted to stop you and tease you then about using yellow pages. Is yellow pages still a thing, Tim? Because I'm pretty sure that it doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure we go elsewhere to find people. But I'll let your yellow pages comment. Um, is yellow pages on Google? I think it is. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I was really – I could I just stop and tease that you. That is true, isn't pages. it, Jen? It is I was true. just picturing you like thumbing a, yeah, like a hard absolutely. copy of yellow pages. And I was like – I'm sure I was just doing that last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, and we digress. So, so Tim, we, we've got this hour and a half. You know, once a once a fortnight. Yeah. Um, perhaps for whatever reason, just 
just age or something's happened, our health is declining a little bit more or perhaps we're, we're at the point up front where we need a little bit more than just an hour and a half of fortnight. Yeah. Is it just straight into an aged care home? You know, what, what else is there out there? No, well, yeah, like, so over the last few years, uh, when I say few years, probably going back, I think, to Julia Gillard being Prime Minister. So that's probably nearly 10 years ago, 10 isn't years, it? Yeah. That, yeah. That's when they started to put a lot more uh, research around um, the fact that they it was better for people to remain at home. It was better for the system if people could r- remain at home. So they started building what's called home care packages to help support that. Now, how, do, how that differs from what we've been talking about, you know, what, what we've been talking about is a predetermined set of services for only one and a half hours a fortnight. Um, what a home care package is, is being given a certain level of financial support and then you can use that money to get the support that you need. Um, so uh, there's four levels. Um, level one, which is really what we'd call basic care needs, it's probably just a bit elevated from the type of support we were talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, level two, which they would call low care needs, um, but the, you know, it's starting to get more serious. Like it could be things like a physio coming to the home or um, a podiatrist coming to the home or getting some sort of um, physical therapy or something like that. Um, level three moves to intermediate care needs and then level four is really high care. Now, those, are, those amounts vary greatly too. So level one's around nine grand a year. Level two's around nearly 16 grand a year. Level three's 34,000 a year and level four is 52,000 per year. That you, that and that's the receive. subsidy that the government will give you towards that caring for you at home. Yeah, you get the money yeah. regardless. So it's your job then to, or the family's job to go and then seek the services. They've got their money to spend. If they yeah. don't sp- spend all the money that year, it carries forward. Now, it's not like you're just given a wad of cash to spend. A wad of cash. It's in a, um, you know, an account that you get to tap into for these services. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we work with, as I was mentioning, Care About earlier, their um, service is really tailored to helping people who've got these. Uh, I've got nine grand a year, but I don't know where to get the services. They they help you work out what services are available in your area, what you need, and try and help you work out how to spend that nine grand. Mm, and so they're, like they're a great service. service. Mm. Yeah, they're a really good service. And I think this goes back, Tim, again, uh, you know, obviously these this these two little episodes that we're doing now are really focusing on this quality and, and fulfilment of life in older age. But there's no doubt that as our loved ones' bodies start to um, start to struggle in different ways, then yeah. Um, it, it also is really a family aspect for many people that the family need to get involved and need to support them and ensure that they're being looked after. And I think yeah. perhaps if nothing else, I really want to drum home that there are people out there who can help. So, Tim, as a financial advisor, you offer uh, advice in the financial aspects of these aged care solutions. Is that right? Yeah, we, we, we certainly 
Um, or look, we speak to all our clients about these stages. Mm. Um, and when I say all of them, I mean even younger clients who are nowhere near needing it because we want people to be educated in how to tap into the services either for themselves or their family members. But, yeah, when it gets particularly to the other end of the spectrum where there's got to be a move into a home, we do a lot of financial assistance with that and, and helping people on those financial decisions that they might make. But this this middle stage, the home care packages, I think the key here is, you know, I see this again, it's an insurance policy for the individual to remain at home longer. Remaining mm. at home means independence. Yeah. What does in what do we mean by independence? Well you're near your home. You're near your family. You're near your friends. You have your your local community. Yeah. Your own space. All of those types of things. So it's really big for people's well being. And tapping into these services is an insurance policy that um you can continue living that life if you want to. The big thing to know with these is there's a long waiting list, really long waiting list. So that level four one, apparently that's a three-year waiting list to get to level four. You can get it on a level one a lot quicker, you know, maybe within a year. But the key to this is, again, I've heard Kyra, um, who I've mentioned a few times, mention this. What happens quite often is you will get someone who, says, look, I, I could probably qualify for a level one, but I think I'm all right. I'm going to mm. just push on. And then it escalates to a stage where they really need that higher level and they're, and trying, they're, to the access, they're trying to access a level three or four. They're like saying, well, this is a two-year, three-year waiting period. They can't stay at home anymore. They're going to have to end up going in a home. Mm. Whereas if they were already taking that level one, you're already in the system. You're not going to have to go to the back of the queue. You're already in. And so you would, you might still have to wait a bit of time, but it wouldn't be as long. So her advice is really yeah, access as you need so that you're in the system so that you can access the support if you need it and when you need it. I think that's a massive one and really that that kind of taps into that deliberate action that you and I are speaking about. This is so fundamentally important Yeah. For anyone who is listening and thinking, you know, right this second my parents are okay but there are signs of something or I am okay yeah. but there are signs of something. And, and this is kind of the clincher of this being deliberate is if we don't and if we don't kind of go, yeah, all right, I need a little bit of help. If you're on the fringe, then it's better to go for it. Yeah. Get yourself into the system. Get yourself into a position where if then something something does decline, then you're not at the back of the queue trying to start this from scratch. Yeah. So great I, advice there, Tim. I sort of think, Jen, don't you reckon from an from a family point of view, we know how families operate. You know, like I, I even joke with um, sometimes we get uh, – existing clients who send their adult younger kids into or younger adults to see us and one of the first things I say to them is um, don't be offended if um, your child comes home saying what a great bit of advice I've given them and it's just what you've been telling them to do for the last <laughs> five years because we all take advice. We don't advice, like to hear it. <laughs> um, we all take advice from other people better than we seem to take it from people within our family. And totally. the parent quite often doesn't want to take advice 
from the child. Absolutely. And so in this instance, it's it, I feel like it's a little bit like um, in in the child's point of view, and when I say child, we're probably talking about someone who's 40 or 50 having a conversation with an elderly parent. Um, how can we ensure, I, I want to ensure that we, you're going to remain as independent as you can. And yeah. and so that's the starting point. It's not to say as soon as you mention the word aged care, uh, yeah. you could yeah. s- see the defense walls going up going, hang on. Yeah, what are you doing <laughs> I'm not today? having this conversation. But it's yeah. more about like what is available. Let's do this together because I, I want to be your right-hand person yeah. through this journey and make sure, you know, I, I'm fighting the fight for your dependent independence as well. Yeah, that's awesome, Tim. And I think, as we said, it's it's a massive thing because we think of it being quite black and white where, in fact, there's there's lots of stages, there's lots of different options available for people and really the most important thing is kind of being educated about it Yeah. because I, I feel myself even just having a chat with you, Tim, today about some of the aspects of it that I were I was a bit hazy on and now it's going, okay, now it's good to know that that's in place and that's there and, and these yeah. are the steps that we might need to take into the future. So, Well, I'll just give you this little stat on, on the services that are being accessed. So as we just talked about, most people would just instantly go aged care equals residential care being in a home, right? Yeah. Of the services that are being accessed, 67% of the, of the um, services or the, there's 1.3 million people that are accessing aged care of um, subscription. Yeah. resources. 67% of that is that first one we talked about, the Commonwealth Home Support Package. So that's hour and a half every fortnight. Two-thirds two of the, the people that are accessing aged care support in Australia is that. Mm. 10% are accessing home care packages and 21% are accessing residential care. So you can sort of even see there that maybe I think a lot of people are, ta- are starting to tap into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just because we like stats, Tim, I think another really big one um, <laughs> is is looking So at age 65, yeah. 65 years of age, of which certainly I see that as still being very young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the need of having aged care during the rest of their lifetime, statistics would tell a 68% chance for a woman, 48% for a man. We know that's because women live older. So yes, that's by true. living longer, we have more of a, a window to need support. Needing that, yeah. So, so I think that's really massive, Tim. And look, you know, we've spoken about a lot of things in this episode and I think the most important thing, again, is feeling educated and empowered to make some of these decisions, yeah. knowing the right place to go when you want some support. And, Tim, I think it's important that we do loop back to that episode from The Grass is Greener. So if people would like to listen to a little bit more about some of those support services um, that your connections offer as well as from an advice perspective, they know where to go. Yeah, I think actually um, all th- the three aged care podcast episodes on our website at Aspire Planning um, there's an aged care page there and that those three podcast episodes are on that. Um, but I, look, I think these two that we've talked about today, they're really interesting in that they're sort of a by choice to access the services. So it's your choice to access them to some degree. Yeah. You could sort of get away with not doing it. And, you know, when we, it, we look at the third point, which we probably won't touch on too much today being the residential care 
in a lot of cases, there isn't a choice that people Correct. are forced into that. Yeah. And so it's a, sometimes comes out of the blue, but here's two things that if you're deliberate, if you're proactive, you tap yeah. into the services that are available. Um, the whole journey can be so much better. And you speak to absolutely 100% of people that work in the aged care system that provide services like care about that, um, you know, the work in aged care, they all say the same thing. The people that access that are proactive have a far better journey than if they just stick their head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I think that's a that's a, a perfect place to end this episode on, Tim, and and certainly encourage people to reach out to either of us to to direct them to people who can help more if they're in this circumstance. Tim, I don't mean to alarm you, but this is are you ready for it? The penultimate. Well, are you lucky you got that right because you made fun of me on the um, <laughs> yellow pages. Now, Jen told me before <laughs> this this episode that it was a pe- the penultimate. The penultimate. Uh, I, yeah, let, let's be clear, everyone. <laughs> Tim did not know what word I was using. I just threw an extra T in. It is the penultimate episode, which officially means it is the second last episode of Kickstart Your 2022, where really Tim and I spent three months having an absolute cracking time talking about all the things that we think are fundamentally important in, in your financial yes. security and happiness, which if this is the penultimate, Timothy, it means <laughs> that we are very last episode next week. Yeah, and next week I'm looking forward to this one. It was on your suggestion that we do this, Jen. I'm looking forward to it. Is It's an episode about all the different services out there and who to trust yeah, and how you go about ensuring you can trust those people. So I guess we're talking about accountants, financial advisors, solicitors. solicitors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I reckon the, the, the list single, could go on. The single biggest query I get through to the reality check is where do I go for more? Yeah. Who, who can I speak to for more help? So you and I are going to smash that topic next week. Awesome. Lots of love to all our listeners and cannot wait to chat to you again next week. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.